Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. Tonight we have an awesome modern rock band coming on called Fault Line. I'm really looking forward to having these guys on the show tonight, interviewing them. They're going to tell us about their musical journey, their amazing album that they have out right now called Second Coming. So before I introduce the band, I'll do a little background on them, and then I will bring them on the air. just want to thank everyone again for joining us tonight, and I just appreciate all the support. The show's been going for a little bit over a year and a half now, and it's just been an amazing run. Um, I've had the pleasure of interviewing comedians, musicians, filmmakers, entrepreneurs. So please check out the podcast. So many amazing guests have interviewed at least 125 people at this point. So tonight, Faultline is going to be joining some other amazing bands that I've had the honor of interviewing, including recently the hard rock band Otherwise was on. I've interviewed Candlelight Red, Eve to Adam, Craving Lucy, Ghost of August, Art of Dying, Prospect Hill. So again, so many amazing musicians and bands, so everyone please support them and check them out. So I started the show with the concept in mind that I really wanted to create a radio show where I could bring people on to support them. Um, I'm an independent artist. Everything I've done, including my radio show, I have an album out as a solo artist, has been on my own, done on my own. So I personally know how difficult and challenging it can be especially today with the way the industry, both entertainment and music, has changed over the past handful of years with social media launching and all that stuff. Um, The other thing I enjoy doing is interviewing uh, people because I have a background in psychology. Um, I'm formerly a clinical psychologist, and that's what my doctorate degree is in, and I work full-time as that, but just please keep in mind my show is uh, purely for entertainment purposes. We're not doing any formal therapy on the air, even though my guests like to joke around with me about how they could use some treatment. So that will be a a separate uh, issue to address. So, again, I just really enjoy bringing people on and just uh, spreading the word out there about who they are and uh, getting the information out to everyone. So if you are tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. You can also join us in the chat room. I do have a chat room open. I will do my best to be going back and forth between the various windows, but because it is a one-person show, Um, I really want to hone in and pay attention predominantly to the interview with uh, Faultline tonight. You can also call in tonight at 805-243-1320, and that number is on the station page for their interview. If for some reason you tune in late or you can't catch the interview, the podcast will be available. You can download it. You can stream it uh, once the show is over tonight. So I do want to thank, before I introduce Faultline, uh, Michael Pastore from Pastore Management Group, uh, he's been amazing to work with. I've worked with him by having Craving Lucy on my show in Silent Season and two amazing rock bands. And now Faultline is added to his roster of bands that he manages. So both Craving Lucy and Silent Season, they ranked in my top 10 of 2012 countdown for uh, artists. So we will hopefully get Faultline in there too. So again, thanks to Michael Pastore. He's got some amazing professional bands that uh, work with him. So it's really been a pleasure and honor to have them on my show. So Modern Rock Band Faultline is from Richmond, Virginia, and in 2012 they supported Orgy's Bad Blood Tour. They've also been featured on other shows with amazing bands such as All That Remains, Hailstorm, Twelve Stones, Bogoflex, and Nonpoint to name a few, and tonight I just saw that they have a, a couple of 
awesome upcoming shows with some really big bands we're going to be playing with. So I don't want to reveal that now. I'm going to let them surprise you guys with that if you haven't already seen it. Uh, the sophomore album is titled Second Coming, as I said, and it, it really illustrates their musicality and the diversity across their songs. I mean, even though they're more modern rock, you can totally hear some metal in some of their songs. Some of their songs have a top 40 quality to it. I really think that is what you need today to especially survive as a band. So their music could be played on everything from hard rock to rock to top 40 stations. So really has a nice crossover feel with their music. And I personally picked a second song to play tonight that just, just I could not get out of my mind. It's an awesome song. So I will tell you guys about that later. So let's see if they're on the switchboard. They are right now. Uh, let's bring them on. And uh, everyone, you need to check them out. Go to faultlineofficial.com, and they can plug their Twitter, Facebook, and all that good stuff tonight, too. All right, so let me bring them on. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Terry? Good, good. Now, who is this? Is this LJ? Yes, this is LJ, the Beaker Llama. <laughs> the what did you call yourself? The Beaker Llama. I, I was given that nickname. It, it's, yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> what is what is that uh, what does that refer to? Uh, it was first our trip to Chicago where um, I I couldn't sit in the in the shower and so I couldn't wash my hair and then when I stuck my head over the door I kind of looked like a lot of beaker you know like okay. beaker from the Muppet Babies yeah yeah yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. it just kind of stuck so. Interesting. Okay. Real quick, it sounds like there's a little, I don't know if it's your phone. Are you on a, a cell phone or a, a landline? A cell phone, yeah. Cell phone? Okay. Do you hear that? There's just a little crackly. I don't know where, but I mean, it's not a big deal. Just trying to make the interview as smooth as possible for you. Okay. Okay. Let's, we'll, we'll just go along and, and hopefully everything will be cool. So um, so welcome to the show tonight. It's it, Your album's amazing and I'm really looking forward to uh spreading the word about who you guys are, and, and we're going to have a great show in terms of uh, letting the audience know. What's that? I said thanks for having us. We really appreciate oh, yeah. it. Yeah. No, you guys, that. I have to really point out, and I'm sorry to interrupt, I mean, it's really been cool working with Michael Pastore. Each band that I've had that he uh, has on the roster, you guys have been so professional. Just, it really is a pleasure when people get back to you, your prompts, you, they get you everything you need, and it just uh, really runs smoothly. So it's a really cool thing that you're working with him and I definitely want to hear a little bit later in the show how you guys hooked up with him and uh, decided to you know join his uh his team all right yeah okay so why don't you start a little bit out tell us a little bit about just since I'm talking with you right now a little bit about your background um are you originally from Virginia and when did you get interested in music was this something you did as a kid or something you yeah kind of got Okay, I, mean, I, I grew up in like the south side of Richmond, um, south side anyway, and um, I pretty much started as a kid, you know, like seven years old in church, and it pretty much started from there. And then I went started doing instruments and uh, started playing saxophone and clarinet. And, you know, just music's kind of been in my blood forever. I mean, okay. Yeah, so I mean, my dad played bass um, in bands for years, and I grew up to jam sessions on the weekend with him and his buddies and stuff like that. So it's it's been from day one. So very cool, very cool. I hate to say this, your phone. I don't know. Do you hear the crackling or no? I don't. I don't okay, hear it at all. It's really weird. Okay, are you guys near wind or anything? <laughs> it sounds like it's no, just no. like we're just standing here in the dungeon where we practice. I don't, I don't know if it's 
really getting to where you are today. That's pretty impressive. Right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say Derek was the founding member of the band, or was it you and him together? Definitely. Oh, no, oh, no, okay. no, it was Derek. I, I cool. personally just joined in March. Um, the original singer, he left to pursue other opportunities, and so they asked me to come and jump in and, you know, so. Wow, and how did you how did you find out about them, or how did you meet them? Well, actually, I played with John in a cover band called Throwing Knives um, a few years back, and um, I had known Jared. We worked together as uh, teenagers, uh, like 18 years old. We worked at Chili's together, and me and Derek <laughs> had pretty much crossed paths in and out of the, the area in the Tri-City, so we kind of, you know, all knew each other. It worked out very, very seamlessly in a sense. That's cool. That's really cool. So how did you guys come up with the name, or how did Derek, since he was the founding member, I'm assuming, he was the one who uh, named the band Fault Line. How did you guys, uh, how did he come up with that name, and what's the relevance behind that, the name? Well, actually, uh, our old bass player, Jamie, came up with the name. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, yeah. (coughs) Oh, Okay, hold on. So what I'm getting from Derek here is... And you can put him on, too. Feel free to pass it along. (laughs) Okay, Richmond Richmond is sitting on a fault, and and Jamie got the idea, like, ah, you know, fine, and, and, you know, I guess it stuck because we're not, you know, Captain Gooch and the Shrimp Shack shooters, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely (laughs) a catchy name. Very cool. That's really cool. And again, if you want to pass the phone along, that that's totally fine. If you know, if anyone else wants to chime in or answer a question, oh, I will. I like putting them on the spot. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Whoever feels comfortable, <laughs> don't take the people that are kind of like the closet computer nerds that just don't really like to talk to people. But uh, anyone who wants to talk okay. is welcome. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, cool. So, in your bio, you talk a little bit about how you had another album prior to this album, since this is your sophomore album. What would you, because I haven't heard that prior music, how would you describe the difference between, if there is any, between the initial album and this album now? Um, the, actually, the our current album is we took eight songs from the previous album, Fractured, and we re-recorded them. So nice. We got those, and then we wrote two other ones, and that was that's how second the second coming came about. So cool. It's, it's Very actually cool. rather similar. A, a few of the songs we wrote, we wrote some of the lyrics, and <clears throat> pretty much, you know, came out with a whole new package and a, a whole new sound. So cool. Would you say your sound before was was heavier, lighter, or was there some intricacy about it that's different than it is now? Um, the, just the overall feel of the mm-hmm. other album is is just it's different. I mean. You know, it's apples and oranges. I mean, two different singers, two different feels, you know what I mean, two different lineups and stuff like that. So, you know. Gotcha. Just a different feel. Yeah. And when you guys are writing, I guess with the current band now, with you guys all together as a team, is it Mm -hmm. predominantly, does Derek do a lot of the writing of the music, or is this a collaborative effort where you might come in with some type of vocal melody and then start to compose the music around it? Like, how do you guys go about your writing process? We kind of just start from from any general idea from scratch. Sometimes it, it'll be, you know, John's got a, a drum pattern or mm-hmm. Jared's got a riff or I've got a riff or Jared's got a riff and 
you know, it, it pretty much builds off a spark, and then we take it from there. So, you know, <clears throat> Derek writes a lot of of the the intricate parts. Like he puts a lot of meat on the skeleton, so to say, when we come to the table with something, and you know, and then Jared sets the overall rhythm, and then. Uh, John puts down the backbone for the whole thing and, you know, Doc lays down the bass note that keeps everything, glues everything together, so. Cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Why do you guys call him Doc? (laughs) (laughs) Doc is Doc because he has a very interesting last name, apparently, and some sort of way that has uh, transpired into Doc. He he never really gives us the whole story. I I really think that one day he just gave himself the name and it stuck. Right. (laughs) But that's just me, though. I'm a, I'm, I'm no, I'm a pessimist. (laughs) No, no, I just, I thought it was interesting how, you know, when you look on your Facebook page, it says, you know, each of the members, what you guys do, and then you see Doc sitting there, and I'm like, huh, he has a nickname. Why don't the other guys have a nickname? (laughs) I mean, I mean, we cool. can't have unofficial nicknames. I mean, we give each other nicknames, some of which are probably not rated for, you know, talk radio. But, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Cool. No, it sounds like you guys have a good sense of humor, too, which you definitely yeah. need in this uh, industry today. Um, yeah. So what sense are, of humor and thick skin. Go ahead. Yeah, basically a sense of humor and a thick skin more than anything. You know, no is probably a word that, we get used to a whole lot doing what we do and, you know, kind of glazing over now, you know, no, <laughs> I said, no, you know, no big deal, you know. So well, tell us, that's interesting. Sure. Tell us a little bit about that because I think that's something that, you know, people, whether it's just the audience, lay people listening in or even people in the industry, I think people just, I don't know, you know, they get these ideas that just everything's going to happen and when they we when they do hear no, it's kind of like, you know, people's self-esteem starts to plummet and all that stuff. So how do you guys handle, you know, dealing with challenges and potentially rejection sometimes? It's honestly about realizing that this business is completely objective to the individual and Mm -hmm. who's to say what one individual likes over another. And it basically falls into the hands of the individual with the money to tell everybody exactly what they think sounds good, whether – everybody agrees with it or not. So it's all about where you're putting yourself and and hearing the no as opposed to, well, where did this no put me? Because, the, you know, the it's probably, I think this is probably the only business where a no isn't necessarily a bad thing all the time. You know, right. usually no followed by, well, no, try this. Or, you know, I think we might like something that you're doing, but we want you to do something else and come back. And, you know, it, it, it's just a, a torrent love affair with a very small word that make you angry at times and make you optimistic at the other. So. Mhm. Yeah, I definitely think that, like you said, I think that's a good way to put it. No is not always a bad thing. And who knows, maybe on your end, you know, the no means that you wouldn't want to work with those people either. If you're talking about, you know, going with a label or going with a certain management team, you know, it, it works both ways. Right. So you can't just take it personally and think, oh, they don't like me. You know, you have to make your decision too. Maybe it's not the right fit for you. Right. I mean, it's the the old closed door, open window, you know, cliche, you know what I mean? Every time a door closes, a window opens. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. So tell us about who are some of the bands that that inspire you guys and influence your music and sound. We've got a wide range of uh, eclectic music likes. We've got uh, John, who's pretty much into everything rock, you know, we got... 
Jarrett, who's into a favorite band, Def Leppard. So I'm just leave that at that. And wow. Then we've got yeah, yeah. Then we've got Derek, who has immersed himself in the smartest music you can ever listen to, which I think is awesome. But <laughs> what's that? He's dream theater head, and I, I think they're awesome. Wow. And they're awesome. But my attention span is so little. But it's okay though, because <laughs> I still think it's awesome. And then we got me. I listen to everything and everything and anything. And then Doc listens to like everything from jazz to cake to he's he, yeah. He's got a very broad spectrum of things he listens to as well. So we all cool. we all not really. It's funny because we're not really all like hard rock or metal heads in a sense. But you know we really enjoy playing the music. But we take inspiration from some very. Um, I mean, I, I guess you would say that. Two genres that wouldn't wouldn't see together, but you know, hey, that's what we listen to. So, right. Well, no, you can definitely mm-hmm. hear, as I said in the intro. I mean, for you guys, I definitely can hear. You know, rock. I can hear hard rock, and I can hear some metal sometimes. I can hear some top forty kind of, you know, stuff mm-hmm. running through the stuff. So it's, it it is very eclectic, as you said. I think that's a really good word to describe your uh, your influences and the sound of your music. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So why don't we do this? Tell us a little bit about uh, Hindsight, which is the single right now that you guys are pushing out there. How can you choose that single and if there's any meaning behind it? And then we're going to check it out. Well, Hindsight was a song that we really got behind because of its its mainstream mm-hmm. sound. You know, it, it has a course you can latch on to and, you know, it, it has a, a it's a topic that everybody can pretty much relate to wishing you had done things a little bit differently than you had and, you know, basically, you know, letting go and overcoming stuff like that, you know. So we thought it would be a, a good song as that's good to listen to as well as, you know, could be inspirational to other people, you know. Definitely. Definitely. No, it's a it's a killer track. I mean it's it's caught my attention immediately when Mike had sent it over to me and said, check these guys out. I was like, wow, really cool sound, a little different, too. So, yeah, definitely caught my attention. Cool. Cool. All right, so let's do this. I will uh, I'll put you on hold, and we're going to check out the okay. song, and then we'll come back and continue with the interview. And then you'll see what song I picked, even though I did have a difficult time because I was kind of grappling between a couple of different songs. That If I was an AR person and I was looking for kind of a harder sound, what I would pick to uh, – Put your second single out. (laughs) Okay? All right. All right, cool. So hold on. We'll bring you back in a moment. Okay. Okay. All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to the lead singer, LJ, and the band members of uh, Faultline, and they're currently on the Carrie Edelman Show. We're going to check out Hindsight, which is the single they're currently promoting off of their album, Second Coming. So please download a copy of it. The album is killer. It is on iTunes and all the major digital sites. And, again, you can also go to their official website, which is faultlineofficial.com. So let's check out Hindsight, and we'll be back in a moment. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, that is the awesome track, Hindsight, the single right now, being pushed off of their album, Second Coming. So everyone needs to check out Faultline. These guys totally rock, and uh, they're going to be hitting it big soon. So just definitely check them out. Go to faultlineofficial.com. You can find them on Facebook, too. And I'm sure they have a Twitter account, and he's going to share all that stuff with us shortly. All right, so we'll bring them back on and uh, continue with the interview. All right, you there, OJ? I am here. You are there. Awesome. Great right. track. Really cool stuff. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> do you um, speaking while we're on the topic of hindsight, do you guys have it currently being played on any uh, stations out by you guys or being pushed right now? Um, we've got a few friends spinning out. Um, 
right now, but um, nothing major. We're working on that right now. So cool, very cool. Can totally mm-hmm. hear it on Octane. That's one of my favorite stations on Sirius XM. I've only listened to mm-hmm. unfortunately satellite radio for the past like six years, but um, right. I can totally hear it on that. I mean, uh, you got station. to. You're paying for it, right? What's that? <laughs> So you kind of got to. You're paying for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a huge Howard Stern fan, and that's where I find all these uh, awesome bands that I have on my show. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. So I'm sure you guys will. Definitely a good investment. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, it's pretty cheap now. Yeah, I mean, definitely. since they combined and stuff, Sirius and XM, it's it's definitely uh, not what it used to be. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, tell us a little bit about how you uh, met Michael Pastore and how you guys decided to start, you know, working with a, a management team versus just kind of doing things on your own? Okay. Well, actually, you know what, I'm going to turn this one over to John because John would be better to tell us about the whole how we met Michael Pastor. Okay, so, cool. Okay. John. Hello? Hey, John, how are you? I'm pretty good, and yourself? Cool, good. Yeah, I was just asking, and it just doesn't have to be about how you met Michael Pastore, but... I was interested in knowing, and I think the audience is too, in terms of when you when a band decides to work with, you know, a manager or a management company, what are some of the things that you look for? And tell us a little bit about how you got hooked up with uh, with Michael. Uh, well, you know, when you when you get to the level or the point in turn where you want to work with management, it, it kind of gets to the point where you can only reach so far, certain people, certain things, and do things from a do-it-yourself standpoint, and then mm-hmm. you need someone to come in and, and kind of bridge the gap between yourselves locally, regionally, and then trying to get to that next level when it comes to radio. They, the people like that, they look at you and want to see if you have, in fact, representation, and sure. that's where the, the next level of management comes in. As far as <clears throat> Michael is concerned, um, we uh, back, uh, I guess, in the fall of last year, we went out and did a couple of shows in Chicago and the surrounding area, and we started working with the guys at Death Grip Clothing. And uh, upon our return back to Virginia, we had gotten told about um, this radio show out of Atlanta and this guy that wanted us to go on this show and do a, a podcast with him and whatnot. So we did that. And um, in turn, we got hooked up with Mike, and he was putting on the uh, Wreck the Halls Holiday Ball show up in um uh, Boston. Well, no, it wasn't Boston. It was Cambridge, Massachusetts, and okay. uh, it was a big Toys for Tots, Children's Hospital, yep. yeah, fundraiser or whatnot. And so I got uh, put in contact with him about uh, doing the show, and then one thing led to another, and we just started having talks about you know management. We were looking for new management, and you know would he be interested in fact managing us? And we've been kind of talking to one another, helping each other out, so to speak, from then until up until the first part of the year, and we had planned uh, there for a while to actually work together. And, you know, with getting through the holidays and so forth and whatnot, we just decided to execute it starting on the uh, the 1st of January. Wow, very cool. And so, and it's been, I mean, the rest is history. I mean, granted, it's only been, you know, a little over a month, but, you know, he's definitely, you know, gone to strides for new levels for us and reached out to people that, you know, we wouldn't really be able to reach on any given day by ourselves. Like I said, you get to that point where you have to have representation and people to bridge that gap. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a really good point that you make there in terms of, right, if you want to get to that next level, get your music, you know, out to a, a larger audience, it is hard to do it on your own. So, no, thanks. That's awesome. 
uh, while you're on the phone, and if you want to answer this question, you can, or you could put LJ back. I was interested in knowing, do you guys all have either full-time careers or jobs that you do right now, or are you predominantly just focused on the music and band? I mean, this is what we do, to be honest. I mean, there are a couple of us that have stuff that we do during the day, um, occupy time and whatnot. I mean, when I'm not on the road, I'm a stay-at-home dad. And, oh, wow. You know, Jared, Jared's the same way. Um, Derek is actually a retired police officer, so he kind of, you know, has really? his time to write, yeah, write and do what he wants to do and, you know, just maintain his time as he chooses. He likes to go to the gym a lot and work out and, LJ, you know, he's constantly working on music and whatnot, but that's what we do in our spare time, you know, when we're not on the road. And as far as going to a 9-to-5, no, this, this is our 9-to-5. We just don't punch a clock. Right, right. Now, that's cool. Interesting. I always like to hear, you know, people's backgrounds a little bit and, you know, a little bit about them. Wow, that's very cool. Um, if you don't want me asking, I don't want specifics, but are you guys in your 20s, early 30s? Where are you age range-wise? I can never tell uh-huh. a lot of people. Kind of right in the middle, um, ranging from Doc, who is is the youngest one. I mean, he's in his mid twenties, and okay. it goes up to you know mid thirties, which you know is where I come in at, and then everybody else is in the middle. Cool, very cool. Well, again, it's it's refreshing to see people still working and not having this uh, you know vision that you have to be in your early twenties to be in the industry and be successful. So it's really cool to see that you know you guys are doing All that. Right. That's just a crap cliche, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> I you know, you hear people you. tell you that. Yeah, you hear people tell tell you that all the time. But I mean, you look at guys who are in their forties and up, and they're still doing it, and not because they started in the seventies either. I mean, if you have what right. it takes and your product is marketable, it doesn't matter how old you are. Yep, I agree with you definitely. So um, let me see what else I have here. And, and please, if you want to take the interview in any direction, I'm very open, flexible, whatever you guys want to do. I just put some stuff together to, you know, keep the process rolling. Um, how did you come up with the name Second Coming for the album? Well, essentially, um, we sat around and we're trying to figure out what we were going to do. You know, we did have the lineup change, and, you know, it changed dramatically. When you change frontmen in a band, it has a tendency to sink or swim. And we weren't going to let it sink. So we were trying to figure out the best way to come back out with it. And essentially, you know, we put out the other record, um, I guess, the early part of last year, or year before last, rather, in uh, 2011. And then we, we got to push it for several months. And then, of course, the lineup change came. We didn't feel like we gave it as much effort and energy as it deserved, but Okay. Some things you just can't help. So when we decided to come back out with the new lineup, a couple member changes, including the front man, we said, you know, this essentially is kind of like the second coming, but we're just going to bring it harder this time than we did the first time. It deserves it. And so that's wow. that's where the name came from. It, it has no religious connotations to it whatsoever. <laughs> well, I was thinking, this was my impression, and you'll probably think I'm crazy for thinking this. I was thinking like aliens, like the second coming, like aliens or something. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, if but I that had was my just... way about that, I would, I would definitely spin it off that, but I don't think the guys would let me. <laughs> no, I just, that's what, I mean, I love, like, sci-fi. I love horror movies. So when I saw that term, that's just my uh, pre-association of what came to my mind was something like that. So whatever. But, you know, we had, we had such high hopes of when, the, you know, the, the first rendition, I guess you could say, came out. You know, we had such high hopes of just putting everything we had behind it, which is what we did. I mean, we we did, you know, the the CD release, and we did show after show after show. We jumped on the Orgy Tour, 
and whatnot, and we were just pushing it for all it had, and then it's kind of like that stopped in our tracks and had to immediately regroup. And, you know, if, right. you, if you don't pick up the momentum exactly where it stops and, and go right back with it, if you have any dormancy whatsoever, a lot of people find themselves fading away, and that is something that we were not about to have happen. So we just had to pick a ball up and run with it. No, I loved, I would just love to hear your your perseverance and your dedication and your persistence, and it's just – that's what makes those bands that uh, survive out there successful. So it's just awesome to hear you guys talk like that. Really cool. Does Does Derek or anyone else want to, you know, come on the phone? I'll ask some questions about the album, the recording of it. Uh, yeah, I'll ask. Well, hang on a second. Who's saying is it? <laughs> they just asked if you or anyone else wanted to talk about the recording of the record. <laughs> If not, that's fine. I just want to, I'm very, uh, you know, democratic. I want no, no, everyone no, to get a chance. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> got, you know, different things to say and tell and whatnot. So I'm going to take this, turn this over to Derek, and he can give you a little cool. bit about recording the record. That's uh, an adventure in itself. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's Derek. Okay. Hello, Carrie. How you doing? Hey, how are you, Derek? Great to talk with you. Absolutely. We've been going back and forth so much through, uh, you know, Facebook messaging. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess before we get to the question, please tell me you relayed my uh, thank yous to your uncle. I will. We will. We'll talk a little bit off the air. That's that's an interesting uh, family dynamic. But yeah, yeah a, I, I have awesome. sent it off. Yes, definitely. Okay. And I, I very much appreciate that. That was very, uh, very kind of you. So you want to <laughs> so, know about the recording of the record? Yeah, just a little bit in terms of where where did you guys record it? Did you do it independently or did you do it at a full-blown studio? And just you know, a little bit about the production, who mixed it, just, you know, some technical questions. I'm always interested in that C- stuff. Yeah, we recorded the CD at uh, Wiley Cleaver Studios in Fredericksburg, Virginia. The uh, engineer is Jeff Covert, and uh, that man is a genius behind wow. the board. He's just an absolute genius. His idea is the way he can work the board. I mean, he's just he's an absolute genius. And a ball buster, which is what you need in the studio. Cool. So um, how long did it take you guys to record the album when you decided to bring the eight songs, as uh, LJ was saying, back from the initial album that you had in terms of putting this one together? I want to say we spent four days in the studio getting everything wow, redone. It. We don't mess around. <laughs> when, <laughs> oh we, when, when, it's time to, when, it, when it's time to work, it's time to work. Right, right. No, that's awesome. Did you guys not sleep? <laughs> well, you know, Fredericksburg is <laughs> only about an hour north of where we're at, so it's not. But right. there are, were definitely some long days, some you know, fourteen-hour days, fourteen, sixteen-hour days in the studio. You just go and go until you can't go anymore, and go catch a couple hours of sleep and get right back. Nice, on. nice. No, very cool. No, it's a, it's a great. Yeah, the mix is great. The album's great. I mean, the production's awesome on it. So definitely some really good stuff on there. So I wanted to. I was saying to LJ in the beginning of the show when I was talking with him. You know, I always like to. I just have a ear for things and I like to listen to albums and think, okay, if I was an A&R person, what would stand out to me? So I had a hard time because I think a lot of the songs on the album, as I said, have so much crossover potential. Like I could hear your track Blink, which is just amazing. Love that track. You know, that it definitely yeah. has like a, a top 40 feel to it, which is great because you could play it on those types of stations. Right. And then um, the other song I really like was Conflicted. And mm-hmm. just 
the scream, the guitars that come in right away, I mean, totally just wrote me in the minute I, I heard that song. So that was a song that I picked. I thought that that would be, in a, if you were going for kind of a hard rock, kind of metal type of station, that would be an amazing song for a second single. So mm-hmm. I wanted to personally debut that one tonight uh, so people could hear some other stuff off of your album. Sure. That sounds good. All right. So tell us a little bit about Conflicted, uh, the song and meaning behind it. It's just, honestly, I've never been good with the meanings of songs. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the, the one downside of me is I've got a great, uh, the musical side of the brain. Okay. The, uh, the lyrics, I'm a little lost. It, it's just basically, you know, just conflict in life. And it's just how are you going to get above it? Okay. That's that's fair enough. I didn't know if there was anything deeper, but I think that's, uh, I think like LJ said with the first song, um, Fault Line, Sorry, not fault line. Long day. I work in corrections. Right. Uh, with hindsight, that conflicted again has a very general theme that people can all apply at some point to their lives. So I think that's a, another cool song. All right. So I'm going right. to put you on hold, and we're gonna we're gonna check out this track, and then when we come back, I want you to fill us in on the upcoming amazing show that you guys have with some really okay. great bands and uh, other stuff. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Hold on. All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to the hard rock band Fault Line, and this is a personal favorite of mine. As I said, no pun intended, I was conflicted. Uh, there were several songs on the album. Everyone's great in and of itself, but several definitely stood out to me. And as I said, if I was going to be picking a song for a hard rock metal station, uh, I would definitely pick this song. So check it out. Just amazing. Everything from the growls, the vocals, the singing, the guitars are just killer. Uh, so, and then when everything comes together, it's just uh, unbelievable sound. So check out Conflicted, and we'll be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, again, that was Conflicted, amazing song by Faultline. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Again, personal favorite of mine, but there are so many amazing songs on the album, so please pick it up. It's called Second Coming. Get it on iTunes or any of the digital sites and find them at faultlineofficial.com. Okay, and you guys are back. All right. All right, so what do you think of me picking that song? Give me your impression. That's a good song. Uh, it was, yeah. Um, that might have been, let's see, that was the uh, third song I ever wrote with the band. And actually, the, uh, the coming to that song, kind of funny, I was actually, I'm originally from Wilmington, North Carolina. And okay. uh, I was actually vacationing in Topsail, and I had my acoustic out. I was on the deck and watching the waves roll in and kind of just stumbled onto that opening lick. And I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty cool. And uh, that song was actually written on acoustic. Wow. I'd love to hear that on acoustic. It comes off pretty good. I'm sure it does. I mean, it just has such a heavy feel, but I'm sure when it's stripped down, it just sounds just as beautiful. So really cool stuff. Really cool. So tell us a little bit about uh, where you guys are headed right now. Um, I know you have an awesome upcoming show, and I definitely want you to share with the audience uh, when that show is and and who you'll be playing with. Yeah, this Saturday at uh, Phase 2 in Lynchburg, Virginia, is going to be a really good show. We're going to be sharing a stage with Seven Dust, Lacuna Coil, and Avatar. And uh, I'm a huge fan of Seven Dust as well as the rest of the guys in the band, but uh, I'm all Huge fan of Lacuna Coil. This is uh, actually kind of a bucket list show for me. Uh, to be able to play a show with them is just awesome. That's amazing. When when did that come to be? That because it looked like that was recent. That I just saw that uh, posted on your pages. Uh, about a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. about a week and a half ago. That came about. And, uh, we were asked to join the bill, and obviously, you know, <laughs> absolutely. That's amazing. Awesome. Very cool. So. um also, yeah, let us know a little bit about it. I always like to ask questions. What's something interesting about each one of you? Do you have any interesting hobbies or, you know, something that people don't know about you that you feel would be cool to share with them? Well, John is the master baker of the band. He makes cupcakes to die for. Nice. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be his retirement plan. His, uh, <laughs> I love to bake, yeah, too, they... so tell him to, tell him to contact me. We can put a business together. <laughs> All right. And uh, let's see. Weird little thing. Uh, Doc has this way of just coming out of the side of his neck with just some of the stuff that he says that just cuts you out right at the knees. I mean, you're getting just totally unexpected. It's just some of the funniest stuff you'll ever hear. Uh, <laughs> so he's got a little comedian in him? Well, more than a little. <laughs> <laughs> more than a little. And, uh, you know, you heard John say, you know, he's a retired police officer. I did that for nine years. Unfortunately, I got hurt in a line of duty, so that's pretty much oh, the end wow. of that story. Yeah. And uh, Jared's also another comedian, too. A yeah, huge, huge computer guy. And, uh, Jared takes care of all of our uh, all of our website stuff, our designs. He's just great with that. That's uh, he's cool. He's stuff on a computer that I couldn't even fathom. That's awesome. It's always good to have one of those in the band, right? <laughs> that's right. And what about LJ? Anything interesting about LJ besides his nickname, which he opened the show with? Yeah, LJ is a gaming phenom. He's a what? He's a gaming phenom. 
He can okay. He can, just, he can just get on Xbox and just burn people up. So, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get back out on the road and we'll hit people with the gamer tag. Hey, come play with LJ. Yeah, he's good. That's cool. Very cool. No, that's interesting. I had someone on my show not too long ago. He actually collected letters from serial killers as a hobby. So I thought that Ooh. that was pretty uh, different. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah, some interesting things that people share. So I always like to let the audience know how my guests are also real. We don't just talk about what you do. Um, right. Does anyone else want to come on? Did Jared want to come on for a second? Or anyone else? Uh, He's on the way. He is? Okay. I'll let him come on and we'll chat and then he can plug the websites and all that good stuff. Um, and then we'll start wrapping things up for the night. Well, hello, Carrie. I see you saved the best for last. Oh, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been great. I was good. How are you? I was saying at the intro, you know, just all the bands that I've worked with that uh, work with Michael Pastore have just been so professional and you guys were just another one to add to the list. So it's just always a pleasure when people get back to you and get you the stuff you need and just make your life easy. So, no, you've been great. Well, thank you. We really appreciate you having us on as well. It's definitely something we've looked forward to. Cool, cool. So what what else do you want to share with us about the band? I mean, I've asked most of the questions, but if there's anything interesting that you want to share, um, as well as please plug all the websites and uh, social media sites that people can find you on. Well, you can find us pretty much anywhere that the that the bands hang out, your Reverb Nations, your YouTubes, Facebook. Um, we also have an official website. It's faultlineofficial.com, and we keep that up to date. That's actually the easiest place to go if you want to find the links to all the other social media outlets and, you know, catch up with new videos and things that we have going on. But uh, it seems to be a whole lot going on, and a lot of it thanks to, you know, the recent addition of Michael Pastore to the team. He's definitely gotten us, uh, you know, moving in the right direction as far as, you know, letting the single get out there and, and shopping that to radio. And the shows that are coming up are starting to look really good as well. Uh, you know, playing with Seven Dust this coming up week is something that, you know, not just as a band striving to work for. I and mean, that's that happens to be one of the shows that, that you want to play since you're a little kid kind of thing. Sure. So we're, we're really excited. That's really cool. And just musically with yourself, did you start out early doing music, or was this something you kind of fell into a little bit later in life? I mean, was this what you wanted to do oh, growing up? Yeah, absolutely. I, my first concert was uh, Van Halen when I was a little kid, and I just sat there with my jaw dropped to the floor the entire <laughs> show. And I think it was probably a week uh, after the concert at most, and my mom had an axe in my hand. And, uh, you know, from the age that's far back as I can remember, I think 11, 11 years old is probably when I got really serious about it. And uh, literally yeah. 12 to 14 hours a day sitting on the bed. Brother gets up to leave to go on a date, comes back home. I'm sitting in the same spot, literally drooling on the guitar. But, uh, awesome. yeah, just completely self-taught and, you know, just really have wanted to do it since I was young. And so many bands and different situations to go through, but I ended up with these guys. And and uh, here we are now. That's awesome. That's really cool. I know, it's, it's a hard road. We were talking about that earlier in the show. I said statistically from all the bands that I've interviewed and you know you you see these huge bands out there and you think it happened overnight and it didn't happen overnight and I know personally from my own experiences just as a solo artist trying to do everything on my own whereas I think it was uh I can't remember which member because I've talked to so many tonight but the one that said to me basically you know you have to get management or someone to kind of bridge that gap when you get to the next level so 
I personally can appreciate how difficult and challenging, you know, it can be trying to get your name out there and doing it. But um, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I think on average, I said most of these bands, I mean, especially the big ones I've had on, like Candlelight Red, otherwise, I mean, about 10 to 12 years. They've averaged in terms of, I know, it's just so interesting to see that theme as I interview different bands that are really, you know, getting to that next level. So it's, it's interesting. Definitely. And it's a big, big, scary business out there. I mean, there's a lot of, there's an overwhelming amount of folks out there that would bash the current state of the industry. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, you know, just with any other situation, there's a lot of good with the bad. If there, if it was completely bad, then we wouldn't have bands coming to the surface. Like, you know, your, your surrender the falls and digital summers and yep. people that are really up and coming and out there. But, you know, unfortunately, so goes the world. There's a lot of sharks out there, too, and it's it's tough to navigate when you get to a certain point where you look to market on a national basis and, you know, really get out there to the masses. There's there's a lot of people that you've got to weed out, you know, the many no's or the many, okay, let's not go down that road because it's not the right idea. But, you know, you just keep doing it, and at the end of the day, if you keep doing it because you love, you know, the music that you're playing and you really believe in what you're doing, and most importantly, getting along with the guys you're doing it with, mm-hmm. then, you know, it makes it all worthwhile. Definitely. Definitely. Very well said. Absolutely. So, again, just uh, please, you know, plug your website, and it was such a great, you know, pleasure having you guys on the show, and I definitely look forward to hearing more music, and please keep in touch, and you're always welcome to come back on in the future. All right. Thanks a lot, Carrie. We enjoyed okay. talking to you. All right. Thanks again, guys. Have a great night and best uh, best of luck and much continued success. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, you just heard Faultline. If for some reason you tuned in late to the show, please check out the podcast. Amazing interview with these guys. You'll learn all about them, their musical journey, and their album that's out right now called Second Coming. So please pick up a copy of it. A couple of quick plugs to do. Uh, everyone needs to check out Flirt Energy Drink. It is an energy drink specifically formulated for the female athlete. You can check them out at flirtdrink.com. Amazing drink. And they're constantly branding. They're going to be putting out new products. So please check them out. Also, if you are looking for some digital uh, design, artwork, advertising, any bands out there that need stuff, please check out Quantum Design Lab, and they put out some amazing work. So you can check them out at quantumdesignlab.com. Anything, printing services, you need T-shirts, really, really great top-notch quality stuff. Also check out irocktv.co. They are branching out to go over to Spain and some other places, but it's another amazing site that features independent artists. And uh, last but not least, check out Davin's Den, which is a comedy show. Fast-paced show. It features comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh out loud at the same time, then Davin sends the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. To watch live episodes here or watch old episodes or to find out more about the show, go to davincomedy.com. And let's see, if I lost anyone else, I will pick you up next week. Um, Haven't booked a show for next week yet. Really busy time of year right now. But please just uh, keep looking at my website. Go to the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. Please become a fan. I have updates there regularly about upcoming shows, events, and guests. Please follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will also follow you. And I have a personal Facebook page. Uh, Find the one that 
has not been maxed out and uh, definitely befriend me. Love to keep in touch with everyone. So, again, thank you so much for the support. The show continues to do amazing, and we're going to have so many awesome guests on in 2013. And to close the show tonight, I'm going to play one of the songs off of my album, Leave It All Behind. We'll play the title track. I think it goes great with the rock quality of songs we had tonight. So if you like what you hear, you can download the album or the song on iTunes, Amazon Music, and any other digital sites. So thanks so much for tuning in, and we will be back uh, most likely next week. But again, please become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook, and you will see all the updates. Have a great night.